You can't go out playing golf having fun. Fun, senor, you have obviously never played wing foot. It don't matter if you win by an inch or a mile. Winning's winning. You've got to be kidding me, Vegas. I'm on night. There's my picks for this week. Now, if you want next week's picks, I can give you those by Friday. As you know, listeners, you don't have to get ready if you stay ready. And we are always ready here at Wingfoot Sports as we head into week five. Greg Hoyle erupting in laughter, although you can't see it right now. How are you doing today, Greg? Um, a little focused on a Big Ten matchup, but otherwise uh, ready to go. Four to a flush. And very excited for the uh, Nebraska Cornhuskers. We will let that play out in the background, but our attention will shift to week five of the NFL. Go ahead. First point from Greg. Anyone who does five team parlays and doesn't call hitting their first four legs, four to a flush. Don't be friends. We don't want to be friends. Don't trust them. No, they they shouldn't exist. We don't want to be friends with them. But, uh, you know, uh, here we're going to hit that five-team parlay while this is going on. It's going to be the beginning of a very lucrative week, which is already off to a good start as you have several open teasers thanks to a uh, a Geno Smith fine performance, fine enough to keep it within 10 points. Had to sweat that one out. Thank God for Vin Diesel. It doesn't matter if you win by an intro a mile. Winning is winning. And Greg Hoyle is winning so far. So let's continue with the winners here, Greg, as we look ahead to this weekend. We get to kick off across the pond with a 9.30 a.m. Eastern time game as the Jets head to London to take on the Atlanta Falcons. And Gang Green, for the second week in a row, gets to face a team without its top two wide receivers. How fortunate for them. They're making this uh, Jets defense look pretty good. They are top five in both red zone and third down defense in the NFL. Little nugget for you there. And we told you last week we like the Jets, not just plus the points outright. And Zach Wilson delivered as they upset the Tennessee Titans. So Greg, do they do it again this week? Yeah. I, I think the funny thing is, is that under what circumstances are the Falcons uh, favored against anyone? Um, so yeah, we like the jets. If you well, well the circumstances early. are playing a home game in London against the New York jets. Ah, now, whether, they home should be, whether they should be favored is another question. What, what are a bunch of Jags fans going to show up and uh, root for the Falcons? Probably. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, uh, overall, if you got it early, you got it at three. If you're seeing it at two and a half, you should still just pay for the half point to get it up to three. Uh, but I did not realize what you were just saying that, like, you know, the Jeff's, Jets defense is you know, good enough, but I didn't realize how good they were on third down and in the red zone. Um, yeah, they've been playing some pretty low-scoring games there. Nice to see them actually able to move the ball against an inept defense against the uh, 
the Titans, which they're also facing another inept defense with the the Falcons here. So, um, you know, it shouldn't be that taxing for them to put up some points. And when you're getting three, right, this is a neutral field. I really don't understand how any team, like, I guess you have to put some team second and call it a home game right? Um, for the, the circumstances there. But like, you know, Atlanta, taking another big loss against the Redskins. Um, Washington football team. Ooh, my bad. Sorry. Did it again. Um, <laughs> and, and and then the Jets coming off a win, right? I think momentum's definitely going to play a factor into that and, and some enthusiasm going for this trip. And um, Falcons, we liked it at three before Ridley was out, right? I don't put a ton of stock in those skills position players, except for the fact that Atlanta has no skills positions players. Like they've got Daryl Patterson was a beast last week. Jeez, give me a break. Um, (laughs) So, I mean, you're taking the only guy with some juice there. Pitts probably will show up. I think we were talking before, maybe if there's a prop for him over, you just take a look at that. I'm not endorsing it, but that's probably where things are going to get funneled through. Um, But I don't, I don't like Atlanta to move the ball. I don't like them to score against that defense. Uh, And I will take um, the jets to, to score against the pedestrian Atlanta team. It's, also going to be, by the way, nine and a half is the new seven. So when you can tease things up to <laughs> nine and a half, do it. We'll get to the, the second half later, but that's going to be the first half of my tease as well. Orange is the new black and nine and a half is the new seven. I absolutely love it. Uh, you know, yes, I, I threw out the nuggets there about the Jets defense. Their front has been impressive, dude. John Franklin Myers has really been uh, solid this season and, and the Jets just rewarded him with a four-year, $55 million contract extension. Nice. Uh, hard not to root for the guy. He was uh, getting emotional as he talked about wishing his son was there uh, when he signed the deal, but it was the first person he called. So really a good guy rooting for him. Like to see that. And Robert Sala has done well with this defense. Look, the uh, Zach Wilson has eight interceptions already to this point. They lost the turnover battle last week. And yes, it took overtime for them to win um, against Tennessee because of that, but they won. Derrick Henry in that game, I think, had like 160 yards on the ground. Um, The Atlanta Falcons don't have that type of running attack to make up for the fact that they're missing their top two wide receivers, and their defense is not good. Throw in the fact the Jets had seven sacks against a relatively mobile quarterback in Ryan Tannehill last week. Matt Ryan is going to be the Statue of Liberty sitting back there, and I've heard people say that he's already retired. No one told him yet. Uh, this might be the week that he finds out. Yeah, but listen, CJ Mosley has made a huge impact on Jet, the Jets' defense since coming back, um, and I think the Jets get a winning streak. I didn't know, you know, I looked at their schedule and I thought maybe they had four or five wins on the entire schedule. I don't, I can't say I expected back-to-back wins this week, but uh, it's a fluid situation as those injury reports come out, and I think they catch the Falcons in a very nice spot here. So uh, it's we'll funny. grab a cuppa. I, I wanted to um, defend Tannehill uh, when you were saying that because he is mobile, right? Matt Ryan will not be mobile. And I was like, right. hey, but, hey, you know, like his top two wide receivers were out. And then I realized light bulb, so are Matt Ryan's, right? So if he's a statue back there getting sacked seven times because he can't get separation with his wide receivers, 
there ain't no Derrick Henry on on Atlanta's team. So right. this is going to be nice. You're going to say we have a nice little morning beverage. A little cuppa since mm. we're over there in London. Uh, mm. and, and the Wolfpack will assemble over there. Not garbage water. Oh, I'm we sorry. I'm be, sorry. Not the Wolfpack. The Diamond Dogs, since oh, we're in yeah. our Ted Lasso. The yeah, di- say, the- we, we won't be drinking garbage water in tomorrow morning. <laughs> no, absolutely not. Don't get me started on the bubbles. They sneak some, up on me every some time. Some sort of pumpkin spice something. <laughs> oh, man. All right. So we are both rolling with the Jets again uh, by the half point to get it to three. Because why the heck not? Uh, it's it's worth the investment. But I think the Jets win this one outright, get their second win of the row, uh, in a row. All right, let's move on to the next game on our slate here. The Tennessee Titans. We just talked about them, so let's talk about them again. They get one of their two weapons back at wide receiver. A.J. Brown will play in this one. Julio Jones is a no-go. They are taking on the dumpster fire that is the Jacksonville Jaguars an urban liar who was trying to hit the hole in the bum of a young woman, apparently with his fingers uh, and has caused some uh, controversy over there. So right now the Titans are four and a half point favorites on the road here. Um, And I am all over the Titans in this one. I think you are not going to be able to buy the Tennessee Titans at a lower point than you get them coming into this game off a loss to the New York Jets. Uh, We mentioned they managed to almost pull that one out despite getting sacked seven times for Ryan Tannehill, despite the fact they didn't have their top two wide receivers. Um, And I think that this week there is a perfect bounce back spot for them against a team where Urban Meyer has lost the entire locker room if he ever had it in the first place. So, um, yes, the Jaguars have extra rest coming into this one since they played last Thursday night, but all they have done is stew and create controversy and, and turmoil down there. And I think Urban Meyer already has his bags packed. I don't think he ever should have left Ohio after what happened there. Uh, so the owner has come out, basically said that it's inexcusable what his coach has done. And I think the Jacksonville Jaguars will, after this week, will start looking for their next head coach. I think this one could get ugly. I'll lay the four and a half points with the Tennessee Titans. Yeah, it's typically got the earmarks of something to stay away from. Um, but quite frankly, just the the loss, right? The loss last week of the fact that the Titans are going to be scratching and clawing, and um, which is a term used last week. Uh, but um, getting AJ Brown back in that situation, I think, is going to be huge, right? So you can't key in on Derrick Henry as much. That was a ridiculous loss last week by the Jags. Number one kick the field goal at half, right. go up 17. Um, and then to just below, was it a 21-point lead or a 14-point yes. lead? 21 nothing. they were up. And then you don't fly back. Oh, no, I'm team. sorry. It was 14 nothing. It was 14 nothing. You, you don't fly back with, with the team, which is enough, but then you don't fly back with the team and you get into some trouble and stir up basically a distraction. It's ridiculous. So I don't really care about Urban Meyer. I don't care about his long-term aspirations or whatever. Like the the Jags are a trash franchise. Like, good luck finding somebody else who's going to go down there. Uh, I mean, 
I hope they find somebody good because I mean, Trevor Lawrence, he looks a little lost and quite frankly, like he's probably got a ton of talent there and needs some good direction. So hopefully for them, they get somebody else down there, but I'm, I'm going, I'm going straight. I'm going to go with the the money line pick on that. It's only lay two ten um, right now. Um, so I'm going to grab that there. I'm not going to worry about anything other than the win Titans coming off of a loss. They should be lobbying for, um, you know, a divisional, um, you know, a divisional title and they need this win. You can't be losing to the freaking Jags in division. Right. Um, in this type of situation. So why not? Let's load up. You lose the money. I, I, <sighs> I'd be very shocked. I'm giving up on that. Come on. Give me a and break. you can't argue with a. Yeah. I mean, I will, we'll, we'll take much better quarterback, much better coach and just a better all around team. The Titans defense is trash, right? So there's going to be a little bit of scoring, but th- they should be fine. All right. You heard it. That's the Greg Coyle guarantee. They should be fine. He's going with the Titans money line. I'm laying the four and a half. Let's jump across to the next game. Why don't we talk about the Cincinnati Bengals? Because they took on the Jaguars last week, had that big comeback. They get extra rest in a big game this week as they host the Green Bay Packers. Right now, the Bengals are getting three points at home. Uh, and you like the total in this one, Greg. Yeah, a lot of points, a lot of points. Uh, so I think just as far as a couple of defensive injuries for the Packers, um, Packers are usually susceptible to the run, correct? We don't yep. know if Joe Mixon has there been an update. They were saying they're going to give an update today, which is pretty damn late. Um, there's supposed to be an update today, but regardless, even if he's playing, he's a little bit hampered here. So I do like the idea that you're going to, you're going to have Mixon, who if he does play, he's not 100%. They're going to probably put the ball in the air for Cincinnati a little bit more. Um, and they just gave up 21 to the Jags, who were just pretty hapless uh, right. at, home, at home, right? So you're giving up 21 um, and any other you know coach-quarterback uh, combination probably hangs 28 to 31 in that game. So um, I like scoring. I always say it takes two teams to hit an over. Right. So with the injuries on defense, uh, it's the defensive ends and the cornerbacks that are Darius Smith and Jair Alexander, two uh, um, uh, two pro bowlers for the Packers. So if you can't rush the passer and your best cornerbacks out, right, you're going to be susceptible. And that is where the Bengals are strong. So. I don't want to take a side here. I do like the Packers to to you know do pretty well here. I'm I have no idea how the Bengals have the record that they do, um, but I like both teams to score, and I think it's a no brainer over on the fifty and a half. Joe Mixon is likely to play in some capacity, according to the last update against the Packers. What that capacity will be is still to be determined. And I will say that I'm not touching this game. However, check out the Instagram page for the Wingfoot Lock of the Week. Chris Portente has a play on this game uh, as he hopes to get back on track after his first loss of the season with the Wingfoot Lock there. Um, should be an interesting one. I, I, I really want to watch this game because ever since dropping everything that was thrown his way in the preseason, Jamar Chase has looked really good for the Cincinnati Bengals. And it's like he and Joe Burrow right back at LSU when they were dominating 
um, on their way to a national championship. So I'm excited to see if they can step up as they step up in competition here. And I think they're catching the Packers at a good time. Should be an interesting game. All right, let's turn our attention now to San Francisco and the Arizona Cardinals here. No Jimmy G for this one. Uh, Trey Lance gets the start. And George Kittle headed to the IR this week for the 49ers. Huge loss for that offense. Um, right now, San Francisco, five and a half point underdogs, Arizona coming off their biggest win of the season as they made a very good Rams team, I think, look a little bit silly after the Rams had that big win over Tampa. So, Greg, you're on the total in, on this one. I got a side since we've ended with the total. Let's keep it rolling there. Uh, 48 and a half is the number. Yep. We like the young buck to come in with a bunch of tricks. I like them for chunk yardage. When I watch the Niners, I feel like all they're missing is somebody in that running game that can grab the ball and run for chunks. I mean, the quarterback should have massive chunks, seven, 11, 13 yards. They're, they're going to have some, I didn't even think trick plays. You just run the offense with Jimmy G who can't run the ball and you just run it how they usually run it. And even though running the ball is not a good thing for the total, when you're running with chunks, I think it is. You have high efficiency, even if it takes you longer than other people to march down the field, they bring Trey Lance in for the goal line packages to score touchdowns. And he's done a damn good job at that when they bring him in. So I like the Niners um, offense to be efficient. Their team total is only 20 and a half, by the way, uh, which mm. I think is ridiculous. And I would say over on that, but I'm doing the game total, which ticked down when he got announced as the starter 48 and a half. I think that's a mistake. Um, Joe, you and I have kind of talked about this. Not that I've watched a bunch of Trey Lance. I've seen a little bit here. I just like, you know, kind of a dynamic curveball here um, going against the division rival, something they haven't seen before that's able to capitalize on that run game. Plus, I like Arizona to score their points because San Fran's defense has not been doing well this year. So, Hate to see Kittle out. I love watching that dude play, um, but I don't think it's going to have too big of an impact. Yeah. Um, well, I, I disagree there. I do think it's going to have a big impact, but I think that the mobility that Lance brings to the table uh, definitely changes the entire look of this team. And we talked about it, um, I think, last week on the podcast that this feels so much like that Alex Smith Colin Kaepernick uh, situation back a couple of years ago with the 49ers where Smith gets hurt and Kaepernick comes in and takes the job. Um, I don't know if Trey Lance is an accurate enough passer over the long haul at this point where he's at. And I think that was the knock on him and why he didn't get the starting job coming out of trading camp. But when you have to respect the run uh, as you do with him, it's the, you know, you bring up linebackers or safeties coming down, he can extend plays and wide receivers get more time to get open. And it definitely just changes the outlook um, of the entire game. And I think the entire offense, the other thing is yes, San Francisco's defense um, hasn't looked great, but they have also played some very potent offenses so far this season, I think. And, and I think that um, 
Detroit Lions game to start the season is a middle, little misleading because they took everybody out of the game in that one as the Lions put up 33 points. Um, so I think their numbers are a little bit skewed when you look at it on the whole. And they do have a very good pass rush. They have Nick Bosa and D Ford there. I think they've got like eight or maybe like seven or eight sacks between the two of them. And I think that could be trouble for um, Kyler Murray. I'm also thinking that right now the Cardinals are an expensive stock. If you're looking at it that way, coming off a win against the Rams, um, it has, you know, you're not going to get them at a, and they're the only undefeated team left in the NFL right now. It's just a tough time to say that you're going to invest in that, that side of the ball throw and then throw in the fact the icing on the cake that Kyle Shanahan has dominated this matchup matchup with Cliff Kingsbury. He has outcoached him. Um, in pretty much every facet of the game since these two have matched up. The 49ers have managed to outscore them with with uh, garbage quarterbacks. I can't even remember. Who was their backup quarterback last year, Greg? Because they haven't had Jimmy Nick G. Mo- Nick Mullins. Yep. Um, forget the guy. C.J. Beathard. Nick, Nick Mullins and C.J. Beathard, I think, I was were the quarterbacks. Say it was one of those blank, blank names. One yes. Of those, uh, <laughs> so, C.J. So these are like J.R. <laughs> right. So these are the these are the guys that um, Kyle Shanahan has had under center in beating the Arizona Cardinals. So I don't care what you think about Trey Lance. I, I'm going to take him over those the likes of those guys. Um, and regardless of of winning here, I don't know if they get the win. Uh, but at five and a half, that is just too big a number in my book. So I will take the 49ers plus the five and a half in this one. Dude, Nick Mullins didn't even make the Eagles. Yeah, he couldn't even make the Eagles. To be fair, I mean they brought in um, a folk hero in in no, no, no. Gardner Minshew. No, he didn't make it before that. Oh, all right, they got him even before that. Yes, yes, it's unbelievable. Yeah. That's so trouble. He, it, ridiculous, and yet uh, Shanahan could still win with him. It, yeah, it is amazing what he, he was able to do over there. So, um, you know, I think the 49ers get back on track this week. I wouldn't be surprised if they pull off the upset, but at five and a half, that's just way too many points for me. I'm going with the 49ers. All right, we got to get to the second half of your tease here, Greg, because you started with the Jets plus nine and a half. We're going to look at another AFC East team, New England coming off that big Tom Brady reunion up at Foxborough. This week, they are going to take on the Texans. Right now, New England is an eight-point favorite here uh, against the Davis Mills-led Texans. You are on the Pats as the second half of the tees. Go ahead yep. and make your case as if seven, you need to. Seven-point tees, right? So uh, that, that was to get it to nine and a half on the other um, side. But I am well aware and don't care that they're missing these two recent uh, linemen. Um, they've been missing the tackle for Trent Brown. Yep. At, at this point. So they're kind of used to not having him there. Tough game. I mean, really tough game on Sunday night. I, you know, I think from that side of things, like that's not ideal to be coming off of that, but what better for a get right game than to be going to Houston who just got slaughtered and obviously you're never going to buy, you know, Houston's never going to be lower. You're, you're betting against a team that just lost 40 to nothing, but I love this scenario because I'm not betting the Patriots to cover any sort of margin or anything like that. I think they're going to pound the ball on the ground. It's a low scoring total. I think it's going to be a low scoring game. And basically I'm just picking the, the pats to win by two or more. 
Um, so I'm going with that. Um, we've been looking at it and we've been interested strictly in the offensive line the entire time. That's the only thing that ever gave me pause. And I had to make a decision on, do I still go with it? Despite the fact that they're, they're limited there on the offensive line and I'm going to still go with it. 39 and a half is the total in this one. Uh, I am not touching this one. This is the third rail to me. Uh, I feel like there's no reason that the Patriots should lose this game. And you're not going to ever get me to take the other side, but three offensive linemen being down is just too much for me to replace. You talk about cluster injuries all the time. So uh, I'm going to stay away from that one. And despite the lack of talent, I'll say on the Houston Texans, they've played hard with even, even that bills game at 40 and nothing didn't feel that way until very late. Right. Um, that they kind of ran ran away with that. And, you know, uh, Ingram has been running never, hard. They were never moving in the first half, even though it was only like 19. That, like they were just holding the Bills to field goals. Like yeah. they weren't ever moving the ball on their end. So it was just like it's an inept offense without Tyrod Taylor back there. And I think that's the, the bigger picture. Uh, just one tiny little caveat there on the cluster injuries. Yes, there's a big difference on Lane Johnson the morning of the Eagles game not being able to go, right? And then you have to scurry around and you're not practicing for it versus they've known that these guys aren't going to – they're on the COVID list, right? So everyone's getting the practice reps and everything like that, uh, and, and Trent Brown's been out. So I think that's that's at least a positive there where you're, you're not having – it's not like, surprise, COVID pop, um, these two <laughs> dudes are out. They've known it the whole week. Let's talk about the Buffalo Bills, the matchup of the week, the Sunday night game. The Buffalo Mitch, Bills. Mitch Trubisky is going to play some good quarterback there for the Bills, right? <laughs> the Bills heading to Kansas City. Nobody will get that joke because I've edited out the previous <laughs> portion, but that's hysterical. Uh, the the Buffalo Bills heading to Kansas City to take on the Chiefs. The Chiefs, a very unexpected start to the season here, are three-point favorites against the Bills. Now. Is this just public perception, Greg? Is this just public and thinking Kansas City can't be bad? Or are the Chiefs really the better team and they should be the favorite here at home? They should be the favorite, but I'll take the the full three points. Like, I, I mean, from, from that side, the Bills have had the easier schedule. Chiefs have had the tougher schedule. It, the Chiefs were always going to start off slowly because of all the, the changes on their offensive line. So they absolutely, I think it's warranted that they're that they're a tick up. But I mean, I feel like Buffalo's defense has been playing pretty well here, and I think you're getting a full three points in a primetime game. I'm I'm, I'm excited, and I'll I'll take them. I, I mean, I'm not gonna. You could go out right, right, like from from that side of things. But uh, I'll take my I'll take my points and my defense there, and and I'll trot it out and see what happens. You said the Bills' defense has been playing pretty well. Let's just see how things stack up here. In total yards, the Chiefs are 31st in the league, giving up 453 yards per game on defense. The Bills, first in the league, giving up 235 yards per game. In rushing yards, the Chiefs are 31st in the league, 146 yards on the ground per game. In passing yards, the Bills have the first-ranked defense, giving up 
148 yards per game. Points per game. The Chiefs defense giving up 31.3 points per game. The Buffalo Bills first in the league giving up 11 points per game. The Chiefs defense is not good. Mm. The Bills offense is pretty good. (laughs) I think that Buffalo's defense can do enough to limit the Chiefs on offense. And I don't see how the Chiefs are going to stop the Buffalo Bills. So can I can I make a statement off that point? Please. 27 and a half over Bills. Why not? Oh, yeah. Team total. Why not? Why the heck not? Because the Chiefs haven't stopped anybody this season. And they are in last place right now in the AFC West. Think about that. So they this, they need this game. It's a primetime game at Arrowhead. We know about the advantage that Arrowhead has as, as a home field. But this is just not the same Chiefs team. And, and you think Patrick Mahomes can hide all your warts. Mm-mm. The Chiefs have not allowed less than 29 points in a game this season. <laughs> is that a fact? Yes. They gave up 30 points to the Philadelphia Eagles. Okay. All right. So now, now we're locked in. Now we're locked in. It's, it's lay 125 in order to take this, um, but now we're locked in. So anyone sitting here like, ooh, I don't want to bet against the Chiefs, don't bet against the Chiefs. Bet against <laughs> the Chiefs' defense. Yes. And then you'll feel a lot better. That's fantastic. They gave up 29 points to the Browns, 36 points to the Ravens, 30 points to the Chargers, and 30 points to the Eagles. Oh, and by the way, the Bills' offense is pretty damn good. I mean, it's Probably. definitely as good as those first three teams. Probably. I mean, yeah, maybe, maybe Chargers. Yeah, better than be. the Chargers, you're saying? Or the Chargers no, 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 are I'm better saying, than com, com, No, I'm saying comparable to the Chargers. It's certainly better offense than, than the Eagles. Uh, the Browns have a good run game, but they have nothing to speak of for a pass game. Right. So, yeah. I would say, you know, this is this is great. I'm 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 in. I'm in I, over over 27 and a half. And Seven Mitch and Trubisky half. can uh lead them to as quarterback. There you go. Up and down the field. Don't worry, like everybody. It. Josh Allen is playing quarterback for the Buffalo Bills this week. All, all reports are that he's perfectly healthy. Yes, that's a good thing. All right. So there it is. We will add as an official pick the team total over 27 and a half for the Buffalo Bills. It is lay 120, though. So you got to get it while it's out there before it goes to 28, because that's a key number. Uh, So let's recap here. In a jam-packed card, Greg's tease of the week is the Jets plus nine and a half, the Pats minus one. He likes the Titans money line, all lay the four and a half with Tennessee against the Jaguars. He's got two totals for you. San Francisco, Arizona over 48 and a half, Cincinnati, Green Bay over 50 and a half. We both like the Bills plus three. We just added the Bills team total over 27 and a half. I say go with the Jets in the early game in London. Make it by that extra half point to get it to three. And I'll roll with the 49ers plus five and a half against the Arizona Cardinals. That sums it up this week, huh? Go Cornhuskers. It was a little bumpy along the way. Mm-hmm. 
but we're going to bring it in for a smooth landing like mm-hmm. Sully Sullenberger on the Hudson River. There we go. <laughs> Let's hope all of the games are smooth for you this week. Don't forget to check out the Instagram page for Chris Portente's lock of the week. He says he's getting back on track this week. It's not a question. It was a statement. Four to a flush. May all of your river cards hit your four to a flush for you this weekend. For Greg Coyle, I'm Joe Masiri. Thanks to Chris Portente for the wing foot lock. Remember, everybody, it's not whether you win or lose. It's whether or not you cover the spread. Enjoy the games. We'll try and get our act together for next week. (laughs) 